0: Amen. This is indeed a privilege to be back here at Chicago at the Philadelphian Church again tonight to minister in the name of the Lord. I never run away from Columbus to come back, but I'm glad I'm back here. I told Brother Bosé when he was down to see me the other night—he called me as soon as—well, I called him because it was a group coming to Columbus. and I. He—I just kind of felt like he was going to ask me to come back here, and everybody called. I just said, well, I'm tired, I'm going to rest, but he talked me out of it, (laughs) to come back. So it's his fault. And I said, I feel I'll wear my welcome out with that lovely group of people in Chicago. And he said, well, there's enough up there, (laughs) there's about uh, three uh, million—or, is that right? But for almost four million people in Chicago. Well, quite a village, isn't it? The outskirts of my city, it could almost be. <laughs> my, I think, that's 14,000. I'm not sure. Something like that. It probably wouldn't make one of your long streets to here altogether. But we're very happy to be here, serving the Lord Jesus. And we've had great success by your prayers helping us. Many places across the nation since we've seen you a little over a month ago, I suppose. The Wood River, Illinois, and down to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and on into Treeport, Louisiana, from there on to Phoenix, Arizona. And we just had a wonderful, glorious meeting. I was to go on to the west coast to the uh, certain denomination over there, and I. Uh, Fine church or fine people, but I come to find out that they were trying to. The reason coming there was to pull a group of people from another church, and what little influence I have, I want to use it for the glory of God and not to, to hurt churches. And so I said, Well, minutes the churches are having this little time like that i'd really not be into it just wait like just over and then i'll come over i said, get them all together and set them together and say we are brethren one on one side and the other I'll come on <laughs> but i like unity don't you friendship fellowship there's nothing like it then coming back i've made the error myself many of you will be asking perhaps or seeing pretty soon about leaving columbus it wasn't nothing uh, wrong but it was just uh, uh, when I got there, they uh, have a coliseum, and um, the services was to be with all the full gospel ministers and all ministers of all ph- phases of faith, they as many as would cooperate to be in. And um, we, I kind of made that a policy. So, you know, I believe Jacob dug a well, and the Philistines run him away from it. And I believe he called it malice or something. He dug another one. And he, they run him away from that one. And he said it was strife, and he. Dug another, and he said, "There's room for us all." So that's all some am drinking. So I like to drink at that last well. You know, there's room for everybody, room for the Baptist to drink, and the Methodist, and the Pentecostal, and the, all of us just drink from the same fountain. I kind of like that. So it was um, when I got over there. There was not it just uh, one man. Uh, uh, many of the other churches were kind of, oh, I don't know, the brother is all right to me, but. It was just a little misrepresented to me and I I didn't want to cause hard feelings among the churches so he just went ahead and trained for the sick and I prayed for what was there then I I come on back and now uh, then the end of this week beginning next Sunday the Lord willing next Sunday from after tomorrow we begin at Louisville, Kentucky and then we'll be there for a few nights through the following Sunday and uh then from there back to the the uh, auditorium in Freeport, Louisiana, and then from there to Denver, Colorado. And this uh, Denver, Colorado, is the businessman of the city is sponsoring the meeting at some auditorium there. It's a nice big place, at Denver. And then from there to the Norwegian people at um, Swedish and so forth in Canada. We go to Edmonton, Grand Prairie, Dawson Creek. And um, I've always wanted to get back with those friends. And while I'm just visiting around, well, that's um, before overseas, that's my opportunity to get to meet the people and just preaching, I just shake their hands. And I've tried that on every meeting, but it's always a healing service for it ends. <laughs> How many knows Jack Shuler? Most all of you, I guess, know. He's a well-known brother and a fine man, Methodist brother. When I was in Phoenix, I've never met him as yet, my mother and Aunt So, I was in Phoenix, um, I found out that he was there too. So I was at Madison Square Garden, he was out at some school auditorium or something. So I called him up, and I got a hold of where he was staying at, and uh, one of the managers found him, Mr. Moore, so, and he called me back, is the way it was. He said, Hello, kid. <laughs> kid. I said, how old does a man have to be to be an adult in <laughs> I think he's around his 30s somewhere, and I'm, we'll be 45 in April. <clears throat> so I thought did. He said, say, I hear you're shelling the woods. He's got quite a sense of humor. And I said, well, we're having a wonderful time. He said, well, Brother Branham, said I said, I didn't appear here to be your competitor. He said, is anybody a competitor to me? He said, you had advertisement here first. I said, Well, that's all right, Brother Schuler. there's plenty of room here. He said, Well, he'd had a wonderful time. He'd had two weeks and was sort of be out before I come in, and then he um, he stayed over a week, another week. And uh, so he was a, he's a minister, his father's a minister, and his grandfather's a minister. And I think the old man can out-preach the other two, <laughs> the old grandfather. The, that's mighty nice to have a family like that, don't you think so? I hope that Jesus carries that my boy is a preacher, and his boy is a preacher, and he'll keep on like that. I'd rather be a preacher than the president of the United States, although as honorable as it is to be the president, I'd rather be a minister of the gospel, preaching the truth, even if he's so poor he had to drink brack water and eat soda crackers. I'd rather him be a real preacher of God, Son of John. But so. He said, uh, I said, well, I come just to preach, Brother Schuler. I said, but uh, it looks like it sort of turned to be a healing service. I, one night we tried it and didn't get by. There's so many cases, ambulance cases and things there. He said, Brother Dan, North, you never try to get by with that. He said, you have to pray for sick wherever you go. I said, you know, I followed you in Fort Wayne. How many knows Mr. Billings of the temple? Most all of you do. Mr. Billings was one of his sponsors. And he said, as soon as we got there, that our Methodist brethren began to complain about you being down there and this big crowd of people gathered in there and nothing but healing so that's all it was and so forth i said oh that was wrong brother shuler you know that i said uh he said well said call the lady's name said the woman had been in the institute for 10 years and any of you that knows, Romaine Rediger was the same thing. And she was brought down to the house there. And she's delivered right there. Or the Lord Jesus healed her right there. And she, she's the mother of two children now. And that was Romaine. So this other lady had been in the institution many, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was ten years. She had a phobia when to get in her room to turn her loose. She'd run jump through a windows like that. She jumped out of a two-story window and almost taken her life. So, all of them knew her around there. So, Mr. Schuler said, or Brother Shooter rather, said, I went down and got her and brought her up on the platform to testify. He said, Now, do you know this woman? Where she was? You know what she is now? He I don't want to hear you say one more thing about Brother Branham while i could have here. He said, it wasn't nothing else but that done. It's been marvelous. So, he said, A fella met me the other day said, Brother Brown, I'm passing this on. So, while well, there's no one here just us home folks, so i just open up and talk to you. <laughs> so he said, "I'm passing this on to you." He said, "His sermons are all drama, you know. Mostly, you know, oh, he's wonderful at it. Drama. If you ever around to hear him, go hear him. He's a wonderful brother. And he dramatizes. My mother heard him dramatize the Return of the Prodigal Son. Frankly, I think Brother Schuler studied to be a. He went to Bob Jones College or somewhere to study to be a take Shakespeare or something like that. And they said we teach it here, but he got saved while he was there. <laughs> so. Um, he was to be a movie star or something, so he puts all of his, his, his sermons in drama. And he said, someone said the other night, said, Brother Jackson, why don't you just quit that dramatizing and just stand up and preach Christ and go on. He said, sure like to do it. said, wouldn't you, Brother Branham? I said, I sure would. But said, that's not our ministry, Brother Branham. He said, this same man, said I just turned to him and said, you like to see? He said, yes. I said, what do you use for bait, T-bone steaks? Why, he said, no. He said, what do you use for bait? He said, well, worms. He said, you don't like worms, do you? He said, no, but the fish does. He said, that's what I thought. <laughs> he said, people's expecting me to dramatize my services. and said, people's expecting you to pray for them. He said, we're doing the work of the Lord. The other man, he was. so I thought that was right nice. I thought that was a witty little answer. It's what the people want. That's right. It's what the, it's what the fish bite on. Now I always said you never show the face the hook, you only show him the bait. He grabs the bait and gets the hook. When a certain well known, internationally known man, lovely brother from the West Coast spoke to me one day at the beginning of my services on the West Coast. I was to be in the same auditorium where he was. He said, Brother Branham, they won't go for that fanaticism out here. Divine healing? I said, eh? He said, Won't you preach the gospel while you're on the West Coast? I said, That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I said, If I didn't preach divine healing, I wouldn't be preaching the gospel. The gospel comes not in word only, but through power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And I said, I'm not to argue with you, brother. I said, You know more about it. I do, but I what I do know, I know real well. <laughs> I said, I I know that part real well. He said, Well the people on the West Coast won't receive you. I said I said, "Well, brother dear," I said, "That'll be all right." I said, "You're renting that and it'll cost four hundred dollars a day." I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "There won't be anybody there." I said, "The first thing, this Angeles Temple McPherson bunch—they got their signs out, divine healers." I said, "That all the Pentecostals, that radical bunch—they got their signs out, divine healers." I said, "Yes, sir." That may be all right, but I'm—I'm I'm not responsible for nothing but what God told me to do, and that's what I'm doing. And so he said, "Well." Come on down, kick your hat in. I said, I'll see you. So, when we went out that day, here he had about 1,600, 1,800 people, and they all went out nice, well dressed people. He asked for the altar, called one woman to come down, shook hands with him, accepted Christ. That's fine. But there went his crowd out, and here come mine in wheelchairs, straight jackets, (laughs) crutches, beds, cots. Well, it's different when your faith has to buck that, you see. That's right. He just dropped his head and walked out. But there there it is, Frank. He said to me, he said, Brother Branham, don't preach divine healing. He said, just preach the gospel. Get soul saved. And I thought, my dear brother, you don't realize that I have more converts, converts to Christ in one month than you have in a year. <laughs> so I just left a meeting down where I had 2,000 that afternoon, about a week before that, and as many as 30,000 at a time. <laughs> so, but, I just don't sound a trumpet about it. I want to sound it up there. (laughs) goes up there, just let the Lord teach you to see it, you know, and so forth. But that's it, friends. God sets some in the church to dramatize, some to preach fiery sermons, others to pray for the sick. But all these gifted brothers, they're in the church for one purpose, that's to unite the kingdom of God here on earth the brotherhood. And that's, that's true. And we just... Love our Lord, and all of our little frail mistakes, He forgives us and probably laughs at us for us. And so, we're just happy to know that we got a Lord Jesus like that, aren't we? Aren't you happy to know that you got someone who's an ideal considered and knows us and loves us and looks over our mistakes and so forth? I believe Brother Joseph here gave out that we have to have us to speak tomorrow afternoon. And when I was standing there, I believe at 4 o'clock, is that right? Now, that will, that will be when I'm supposed to come on to speak at 4, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, I'll uh, try to come speak for you about a half hour Let's try 4.30 in time to get your supper and get back for tomorrow night's services. So good Lord bless you all. And I, I, if, if there's any uh, people that's got a lot of patience and believes in grace, and I'm almost the associate pastor here. <laughs> I just come so much. but. You're a little pastor here, brother. Uh, I call him Joseph, for I like that name. See, I, I'm preaching the gospel. I take Abraham was election, and Isaac was justification, and Jacob was grace, and Joseph was perfection. There was nothing against Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna be like that little Joseph back there? <laughs> all right, that's fine. Well, I'm just glad to be here to see that Just this little group of people sitting here like this, where you just feel it. You know, feel it home. You know, when you when you're out there, maybe several thousand people or something. There, there's so much unbelief all packed up into it that so you feel a shake of it. And when you got here, just like a little united group, one heart and one accord, sitting like that. That's when. Things can take place too. A little like cottage prayer meetings, house meetings. But I want to read some now just for a few moments. Maybe she'll speak up till about nine so we can have our prayer line. And my boy just met me down there and said he'd give out a few prayer cards here and we'll call them up and pray with them. And with whoever the Lord, uh, we don't know, might be forever out there. You don't necessarily have to have a prayer card. You just have to to have faith. I'm kind of, I guess I about don't know how to operate this over here. I see the man, oh, they're both working, that's fine. So I was standing all over to one side. Now, in the Scriptures, I love to read the Word, don't you? Just love it with all my heart because it's His Word. Now, in Romans, the tenth chapter, I was just laying at the hotel a few moments ago, resting a little after driving 300 miles a day. And I was resting, and I thought, well, what must I read tonight, Lord Jesus? And I just happened to open up the Scripture and read here. And I thought, well, maybe perhaps for a little something, if I can just speak some of His words, if I can speak His words, then I know that part won't fail. Now, what I say may fail, but what he says won't fail. It'll be right and forever—it's forever fixed in heaven, his word, is that right? In the 10th chapter of Romans and the 11th verse—I wish to read just a portion here for a few moments. Before I read this, the angel of the Lord struck at me just saying, for someone sitting in this building here now. I, I felt it, and I know that his presence is here. Now, friends, you surely know me well enough. Many of you might disagree with me in these in meetings and things. But there is one thing that I am very happy about, that our Lord Jesus has did this. He was the one who sent me to do this. I never come on my own, see. And he has always, for these, going in nine years now, has he never failed me one time, but has always did just what he said he would do, see. And I I do know my Lord Jesus. I might not be as as uh, an eloquent speaker, I might not have a lot of theology of the Scripture, but I do know the Lord Jesus in pardoning of my sins. and. Accepting Him, I have eternal life, and I believe that. And I know that when He speaks, I, I believe those visions. I never seen one fail, and it never will fail. Amen. Now, I can say anything, but when you hear Him speak, yes. remember that's the truth. Yes. Brother, sister, I'd lay my life just at any moment on it. I know it's the truth. For I sensed a little bitty baby boy. The first thing I can almost remember was a vision. And see, gifts and callings are without repentance. We realize that. God sets in these things. How many believe that and just say, Amen? I won't recognize you. Here. Well, that's good. I'm in a Calvinistic group here tonight, I believe. So, anyhow, this you see, that God, by sovereign grace and election and foreknowledge, knew before the foundation of the world that these things would be happening where they are right now. He ordained it to be that way. You believe that, don't? Yes. God, God, in order to be God, he had to know everything. He had to know what the end was from the beginning, or he wouldn't have been Almighty God. Now, to his word, to you who had it. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall we call on him in whom we have not believed? How shall we believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, shall we bow our heads just a moment? Kind Heavenly Father, we approach thee tonight in the only, by the only mediator between God and man, thy Son, Christ Jesus. And knowing this, that what we ask in his name, he has promised, that will I do. Now we know that that is the truth. And not through the Church or through any other avenue, but through the name of the Lord Jesus, he promised, if we asked you anything in his name, he would do it. Therefore, Father, we ask for mercy tonight in Jesus' name, that you will be merciful to every sick person in this building, may they all be healed tonight, and may every Person that kindly got their spiritual being as their spiritual arm hanging down, may they be lifted up tonight. May the heads with drooping low be raised with laughter towards the heavens and rejoice. Go from here tonight, saying as those who came from Emmaus did not our hearts burn within us because of his presence. And may something be done tonight that would be a difference. May you break the bread to us tonight in a different way than what uh, we are accustomed to hearing and seeing. May it be done in a different way, uh, the way that you would have it done, so that people that's present now would know that it isn't man, it is God, for He's making Himself known by the revelation of His Son, Christ Jesus. Grant these kind things and help now, Lord, thou me knowing that I'm here without any talent, without any except you will help me, and I pray that you will grant it for the glory of God and for the benefit of these people, the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. For we ask this in Jesus Christ's name, amen. I'd just like to speak a moment on faith cometh by hearing. and. So um, I love this word and the word of faith. Now, we think of faith what it is, Paul first speaking to the Romans, which had been heathens, uh, idolaters, and had just come over into Christianity. And Paul here is the greatest missionary the world has ever had since Christ. I just think of that, that little Jewish brother. He just couldn't sit still, yet there were thousands in Jerusalem that hadn't been converted, but he had to go somewhere else and somewhere else. The whole world must hear about the gospel as far as Paul could take it. And how he did his best to bring it, and his messages and his writing still live on immortal today because he spoke of Christ Jesus. And he's setting the letter now to the Romans, getting the church an order. And he's speaking to them about faith. On the first, the fourth chapter of Romans, he speaks of Abraham being justified by faith. Then on the ninth chapter of Romans, he's speaking on the election of God, how God called Isaac, or I beg your pardon, called Esau, Jacob, and ordained them, or he said by election he chose by his own choosing, chose Jacob instead of Esau, though Esau being rightly to the birthright, then he chose Jacob instead of Esau. And then in the, the tenth chapter here, we find him now uh, dividing what faith is. Now, faith is very, my, how I like to think of faith. hope. Faith and charity, those three things, and hope, what a beautiful thing hope is. Little timid hope, lovely and sweet as she is, yet she's the greatest enemy faith has. That's right. The greatest enemy faith, got is hope, because a person becomes so hopeful till they leave away from faith. Now hope will agree with the Bible. Hope will say it's true. Hope will say, I believe every bit of it. I believe that that's the Word of God, and I, I, I believe that God will keep His promise. Hope believes all of that. But Hope then says, now, I believe that God will heal, but look at my condition." Now, faith don't look at that. Faith comes around, I don't care nothing about conditions. God said so in His mind, you yes. see. Faith burly, as I once said, faith has hair on the chest when it stands up and pulls its big muscles out. Everything else vanishes away, (laughs) just flies away, when faith really takes a hold. Nothing else stands. I'm telling you, faith. But you've got to have hope and charity if you've got real burly faith and no love with it. You ruin your influence before the people if you haven't got love mixed with it. See, you see, people are real burly, what we would say, excuse the expression, a bulldog faith to grab a hold, but it's so rough with it, then you see, when you do that, it doesn't it hasn't got the kindness here to move with it. So what we need is hope, faith and charity. is that right? Hope, faith, and charity together. God help our church to have it like that, the people, to have that combination. But if you just rely on hope, you hinder faith. Now hope looks for something way well, off. But faith claims it right now. See? Faith says God said so and it's mine. That's settled. See? I don't care if I'm still crippled, I'm still blind, if I'm still sick that don't have nothing to do with it I'll believe it anyhow. It's mine right now, God said so and that settles it. Yeah. See? That's faith. But hope said God said so and I'm expecting to get it someday, you see. I'm expecting someday, and as long as Satan can put you off to another day, that's as good as he wants. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You'll never get it. Just believe it you got it right now it's your personal property. Yeah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for yeah, the evidence of things not seen. Is that right? Faith Act now, it's positive. There's no, oh my, I tell you, uh, sickness and everything else, when faith steps in, it's just like a snowball on a hot stove. It just melts away. Everything goes away from faith because faith stands up and takes over rule. When faith speaks, everybody else keeps still. That's right. These little old sicknesses burling around like this. Little old things uh, saying, well, the days of miracles just passed this there. Well, let faith step up one time, pull up his muscles and say, I'll take over. I'll tell you, the rest of them keep still when faith doesn't. That's the fellow we want to deal with. Is that right? Now, how do we get faith? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing what? The Word of God. Now, that's right. You can't base it on nothing else but the Word of God. It's got to have. Now, you just can't have faith to say, oh, well, um, uh, if you go over here and touch that, it'll make you well. Now, touch the radio or touch this, that, or the other. I I just can't go that. No, sir. I've got to have something that's strong, basically, and the strongest thing I know of is the Word of God. To an old colored friend one time, I see these colored people sitting here. He said, I had rather be standing on the Word of God than to be standing on the world. Yeah. Said, said, What about that? Said, It you, you said, It is stronger than the world. Amen. said, I'll stand on the Word of God when there ain't no world. <laughs> right. He said, For heavens and earth will pass—oh, he said, I'd rather be standing on the Word of God and stand in heaven. That's what it was, And standing in heaven. He said, For the heavens and the earth both will pass away, but the Word of God shall not pass away. So that's right, when God said so. That's settled that it. Now, you've got your faith based back. Now, I'll admit that there's great, powerful gifts in the church to influence and help people. That's right. But many people preaching divine healing, like right? They go through the country and they say, well, now, brother so-and-so's in the city. Oh, my. Now I'll get, well, no, 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 boy. It isn't the brother so-and-so in the city. It's Jesus Christ in the city, of course. that's it. Now and his words. Now I have tried my best to give that type of of speaking to the people that they're facing. Now this truth, that I'll admit this Just while we're small tonight, I want to tell you little secrets and things as they go along. Now there's there's things that this is true, and you all have followed my meetings place after place, and many of you. And you've never seen one time sincerely on a platform that anybody ever brought there but what something happened to them right there. That's right. exactly right. I've never in my life ever sincerely asked God for anything but what I got it. That's right. Maybe not in the way that I asked for it, but I got it. I've seen people rise right up from death door, the doctor stand there with death struggle in their throats and see them people live for a week and then die. See, God let me know I'll hear your prayer, but you've got to know the will of God towards things. And that's about the ministry, the people. See, when you're standing before the people and God will show a vision just what's going to happen, then you know what's going to happen, whether it's death or life or what they've got to make right or something like that. Sometimes I see it turn dark around the people, that's death, and I just don't say nothing, go ahead. But when I see the procession, I know it's over, you see. So then you've heard me time. You just watch any time. That isn't me. But you watch any time whatever he says on thus saith the Holy Spirit of the Lord. You watch and see if that ain't just exactly that way. It'll be that way. Now faith first has to be based on the Word. The Word of God produces faith. Now if God said so, then I believe it. I believe it with all my heart, uh, just not because uh, Brother Branham, Brother somebody else laid hands on me. I believe it by that, and that doesn't have—that's uh, obeying orders. But my hands to be laid on you is no more than brother, brother Joseph's hand or any other minister or any other lay member of the church. Everybody that believes in divine healing and is a Christian has the right to pray for the sick. It's exactly right. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. Now, it is true that some great person of faith, a great warrior of faith, has more faith to stand out of that bury faith and take the thing away, but unless you Stand right there with that same faith, it'll come right back again. I have had man, with this Bible has been brought to a the platform that couldn't even see their hand before him and read chapters out of this Bible and come back the next night just as blind as it was in the first place. See? Because the first thing they're saying, they're under that anointing, and oh my, the heavens are all on fire with them. By the way, she isn't here. My wife was on the platform in Phoenix, Arizona the other night, for, and we've lived together for 11 years now, and the first time she ever stood when the anointing was on me. She couldn't open her mouth. She just stood there. And people would say, I'd say something to her. She just stood there. Her eyes looked real funny. And the babies, my two little, one little girl ate, the other one three yesterday. And we, and they just stood there. They couldn't say a word and walked off the platform crying. And I noticed I, they called him. She's very bashful. You ignore, And so she wouldn't come to the platform, as we just said. And Billy Paul back there, my boy. He said after John began praying and stopped preaching and the anointing had struck me. I said Billy said, Mother had, she promised to come to the platform and she had the children dressed in their best and so she was sitting down here to come to the platform. I, we got him up there and when she did she just stood there and she said she said going home, she said, Honey, I, I, I well, couldn't don't ask me up there like that again. You see you just don't realize. See, there is anointing a personal now, there is such a thing as maybe, you know, like one time there was—wasn't Moses made fun of by his sister and his brother one time because he married a colored girl, Ethiopian girl? And didn't he make fun? And God happened to be present and heard it. Was that right? He just was present and heard it. That's right. And when he did, he said, Bring him in here. He said, Don't you fear God, knowing see what I've done to that man and showed him the favors? He said, If there be one, a spiritual or a prophet among you. I the Lord will make myself known to him in Jesus and so forth. But for my servant Moses not so. He said, I speak lips to ear with him. He said, Don't you fear God, seeing that I've chosen this man? And Miriam was broke out with leprosy. And that's right, and 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 that, she had to stay out of the camp seven days, and Moses fell on his face and prayed for her. Now that's right, there is anointing, that's true. But man isn't healer. God is the healer. That's right. The only can explain it or pray or join their prayers with you. But healing is come by faith in hearing the Word of God. Now, Abraham, when he was called out of Chaldea, the city of Ur, who was Abraham? Just a man walking out there one day. Oh, I just love that. That just makes me feel good. When I think he, God's voice spoke to him and said, Abraham. Separate yourself from your people. Yeah. Isn't it strange that God makes us separate ourselves? Today, the world wants mixers, is that right? But God wants separators. Yeah, the world say, oh, well, we don't want that old pastor, he's an old fogey, he don't believe in letting us do this, that, or that. We want a young fellow who, who's a mixer, but God wants separators. Separate yeah. yourself. The Holy Spirit says, separate me, Paul, and Barnabas separation. God called Abraham and separated now, the only thing that he had to believe was God's Word. Right. Faith cometh by hearing. All reason and sense knowledge had to pass away, and he had to depend exactly on what thus saith the Lord. Right. Look, Abraham was 75, Sarah was 65. He said, Abraham is going to give him a child by Sarah. Now, Abraham couldn't say, now, let me see now, if there could be such a way, let me go down and ask the doctor if Sarah could renew her strength, and so forth like that. Well, he couldn't reason it out, but he based his faith on thus saith the Lord. Faith cometh by what then? Hearing the what? Word of the Lord, the Word of God, settles it. Abraham believed, believed God by faith, because God's Word said so. He never reasoned. He never questioned. He just believed God's Word. Is that right? right? Well, that's the same way we get faith tonight is believing God's Word. That's it. Oh, when you show me men and women who will base their faith right there, I've got their hope there. Mm-hmm. See? If you just got hope, you say, oh, I, I believe God will do it. Yes, sir, I believe it. You're still hoping. But when faith really takes a hold, it's already dead. There's nothing to shake that. It's a positive. There's just—you just say, Well, I believe God said so. i, I base my faith there. I believe that. But now, if you're—you can't bluff it. God's not a bluff, and neither is Satan a bluff. He won't take your bluff, but when you really got faith, Satan will know it. And that's right. He knows where, what's right and what's wrong. He knows where faith stands. Look it up there many times in meeting when Jesus met him. He knew he was more than matched right then when, when he met the Son of God. When he met Moses, he said, Now get, get your temper up, Moses, and break them commandments. He did it. But when he met Jesus Christ, he said, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, then he knew that he was more than matched then. He didn't understand that virgin birth, Satan didn't. He couldn't understand that. But that's one time that God pulled it over on him, man, when he gave the virgin birth. Now, then along comes—now, the only thing that Sarah had to do was to believe what Abraham, her husband, said. Now, she said—Abraham told her he's going to have the baby. What a beautiful picture there—I won't keep you too long, but—what a beautiful picture there of the church and Christ. Now, God spoke to Abraham and told Abraham, and Sarah was Abraham's bride—why? And God speaks to Christ. And we are his wife, his bride. Is that right? What a beautiful picture. Now, I don't understand it, neither does Sarah. But Abraham heard the word of God. So Jesus heard from God, and he told us what to do, and we believe Jesus. Is that right? Right. And we believe the things that's impossible, unreasonable. We believe it anyhow. Because Christ said so. If God said so, that settles it. We just believe it. Now, here comes Sarah, and she believed the impossible. It wasn't easy then for for Hagar, when she come along, Hannah or other, at the temple, and she walked in one day. I can imagine seeing her going up to Shiloh to worship the Lord. And when she was on the road up, I can see everybody going along the women's saying. well, look at there. See Miss Jones? Got a new hat on. Isn't it beautiful? They say, There's Miss um, John Doe again. That same old veil she's wore for the last ten years. That's about what. But Hannah was going up for another purpose. God help us when we're going to the house of God, not to see how one another's dressed or see who's there, but go for one solid purpose. That's to meet God. She wasn't hearing how who had on new hats and who had on new clothes or what about. She went up there because faith cometh by hearing, and she was barren, had no children you seen the Word of God where Sarah received a baby after she was past barren, so if Sarah received it, so could Hannah. Amen. There it is. They had evidence. Now, let's stop here a minute. If Mr. John Doe out here had cancer and was healed, so can you have it and be healed? See? Faith cometh by hearing. Is that right? If this man was blind and can now see, then you can see if you're blind. If this person is crippled and couldn't walk, then you are. You can be. That's the way uh, Congressman Upshaw, who preached, I believe, from this pulpit here, when he read of Florence Nightingale in her trouble, he heard of this shoemaker down here who had been paralyzed, a Baptist deacon, laying in his chair for about 10 years, wheeling him up and down the floor to give his, do his work at his office at the Baptist church. And when a vegan appeared over him and setting it down in that wheelchair for those years with his back broken, and up and down his place chair had sprints in his back. Until he couldn't even move. And the man was made perfect whole, Congressman Upshaw said, If that can happen to him, it can happen to me. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing of the Word of God. The Word of God made manifest. See? If Florence Nightingale laying there dying with a cancer, weighing about forty pounds, could be made perfectly normal and whole weighs a hundred and something today. Perfectly normal. Well, so can every cancer case in here be the same thing. Right. If little Georgia Carter at Milltown laying there nine years and eight months couldn't even move her, hands couldn't raise her sputum cup, TV run all the way through her, give up five years before that to the doctor, never had even seen the trees or nothing for nine years and six months, and one moment's time was made perfectly well eight years ago as a piano player at the Milltown Baptist Church tonight. If she can be healed of that of TV, so can you, every case. Hannah said, looky here, if there being nearly a hundred could receive seed, Hannah was probably around, oh, maybe 40, 50, 60, somewhere along in there, she said, so can I, faith cometh by hearing. Here she goes to the temple, she's going up there to to worship God. She didn't pay attention to what anybody else said, what some of them go along talking about this side or the other. She went for one alternative, that was to get her prayer answered. If that's the way you're here tonight, you're going right back with the same kind of blessing that Hannah had. But thus yes. saith the, the Lord. Lord. Look, no matter what the preacher, what this or that, you're coming to the house of the Lord with faith. Hannah walked in, she ran down to the altar and fell down, raised up her hands, and began to scream till she interrupted the whole service. <laughs> Even the priest thought she was drunk. That's the way she was all right. That's the way if a whole lot of people get sincere, they're just misunderstood. She wasn't drunk, she's misunderstood. And many men and women who are really from the core of their heart, really fully surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, they're not crazy. They're misunderstood. That's all the world knows her own, so does God know his own. And she was praying, and Eli stalked out and said, Woman, will thou always be drunk on strong drink? She said, My Lord, I am not drunk on strong drink, but I'm praying that the Lord take away my reproach. Now what? Now, he said, The Lord granted to you, the Lord blessed thee. And that's all she wanted to know. There was God's priest. God's priest had announced God's blessings on her. She was at the house of God. Now God could have put the baby in her arms if he wanted to, but he has a way of doing things. It didn't make any difference whether it happened right there or not. She had God's Word sunk in her heart. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the Word of God. Yes. She accepted it right then, went home rejoicing, Praise God, go to have the baby. Yes. And in nine months little Samuel was born. Is that right? Yes. Why? She took God at His Word. Yes. She believed. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. She's seen how it come to Sarah. She's seen how it was going to come to her. Easy was it for little Mary then. When the Holy Spirit met her out there, overshadowed her, and the great angel Gabriel stood in the way and said, Hail Mary, blessed art thou among women. I'm going to tell you something never did happen, it's going to happen now. Amen. Look what she had to believe. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the Word of God. He said, You're going to have a child, knowing no man. She said, Behold, the hands made of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: I begin to feel religious here tonight, Notice, when you think of that, how that men and women — anybody that ever mounted to anything in this life has been men and women who took God at His Word and believed it. That's it. No matter what the world says, what Mama says, what the pastor says, it's what God has said. I ain't got faith in what Mama said as my mother I have. I got faith in the pastor as the pastor, but I've got faith in what thus saith the Lord. That settles it. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word. Now I believe it. It wasn't an easy thing for me when that angel appeared to me, told me these things that was going to take place. But what I did? Why, even the, the, the overseer of the church said, Billy, you had a nightmare. Better go back over in Jeffersonville. Hill said, Sleep it off, boy. I said, he was a man, he stood and talked to me. He said, you and your seventh grade education go to preach the gospel around the world? I said, that's what he said. (laughs) He said, "Oh, Billy, you better go home. He said, you just had a good dream. I said, I don't appreciate that, and God will do it anyhow because he said he would, and I take him at his word. And I've lived to see the day that he's stuck it all to hush and has did just exactly what he said. And he'll do it every time. He'll do it every time. Don't be in no hurry. You're the only ones in a hurry. God's in no hurry. If He's spoken, He'll do it. Amen. Amen. He's under obligation to His Word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the Word of God. I can think of one time in Jesus' day when there was a man who probably heard down there Jesus could make a man with palsy stop shaking. While some fellows went out there and got him, picked him up and put him on a top, got over to somebody's house over there where he was having a little healing service, and, well, they couldn't even get around the door. There's probably many people here, maybe in one of the little huts that they have there in Palestine, standing around, how could he get in? But, brother, he said, take me up on the roof, and they tore the roof up. And when Jesus was standing there, the dirt began to fall around, I guess he wondered what's taking place up there. First thing they ripped off a bunch of shingles, you imagine, to put a man down to it in the top. Quite Quite a hole in the house. But they had one thing. One thing in mind, get that man to Jesus, and something would take place. And brother or sister, when we had that kind of faith, one thing in mind, get the patience of Jesus, things will take place. That's it. That's the idea. And it ripped open the roof, and here come a cot down, a man shaking. he said, Thy sins are forgiven, thee, son, take up your bed and go on. Away he went. See? When God faith cometh by hearing, somebody told him that, that Jesus could do that. And they believed it. And they got the man to Jesus, and they took a hold. Now, Jesus can do the same thing for every person here tonight. See? The only thing is get to Jesus. Yeah. Get your superstitions away, get all the spooks away from you, and say, Lord, I'm here at you. I believe it. I'm taking your word right now, and that settles it.
1: Yeah.
0: Something's going to take place. Right. Yes, sir. I can see a woman one day sitting up there doing her knitting, she spent all of her money with the doctors the years that she had a blood issue, and nothing could stop it. And the first thing you know, she heard the Jesus, uh, the little boat pushing into the willows down there, and away she went. I can see the man standing there, the priest of the temple, saying, now look at your uh, sister. If you fool with that fanatic, when your doctor has told you nothing else can be done, that settles it. Now the days of miracles is past. That guy is nothing else but just a, he's Beelzebub, he's a fortune teller, and here you are run at such a thing as that. Now you know we'll have to put you out of church. He just pressed out on by. She wanted to get to Jesus. Her faith was if she could hear Him say one word, or whatever, even she could touch His garment, she's going to get well. So right down through there she went, and she come down there and she touched Him and moved back like that. And you know, Jesus knows when things take place. Yeah. I seen stop, look around over His audience. Something had touched Him. <laughs> he looked around, and said, "You." He still doesn't. Is that right? He still doesn't. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He looked around over his audience and said, You. Well, your faith healed you. <laughs> your faith has saved you from that blood issue. Oh, my faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the Word, the Word of God. How marvelous! I can imagine little Moses, when he was down there, brought up. Although they took talking over there in the Egyptian palace with the Pharaohs and all the scholars and the art and everything, and they were real physicians. You all know that the Egyptians, some of their things yet is never compared with. In our modern day of science, they still can't find things like those Egyptians had, and they, they couldn't understand it. Would you like to find out? Look, at Moses had two million people out in that wilderness. Now he had old man. He had crippled. He had blind people. He had little babies. He had young mothers. He had old widow women. He had everything out there in that wilderness, and he was taught in all the art of the Egyptians. I'd just like to look into his medicine chest one time see what he had for them cures, wouldn't you? Would you like to look into it? I'll show you in a few minutes. Would you like to see what Moses had in his medicine chest? It cured all the blindness. It cured everything they had. And when they come out of the wilderness, there wasn't one feeble person among them.
1: Is that right? Yeah.
0: Oh, how the doctors would like you to hold that medicine chest. Well, it's easy. I just open it up here and show you. I'm the Lord that heals all thy diseases. That's exactly what He has. That remedy. <laughs> Psalms 103:3. That's exactly. I'm the Lord that heals all thy diseases. That was His. That was His medicine chest. Lord. And God taking care of every bit of it. He's the same Jehovah God tonight. Lives and reigns.
1: That's His
0: medicine chest. I'm the Lord that heals all thy diseases. Forgive it all thy iniquities and heals all thy diseases. He's the same Lord. That's his medicine chest. That's what Moses had. How Moses how could he, after being indoctrinated down there and all that stuff poked into him for those Egyptian scholars, how to embalm the body and how to do this and eat garlic and everything else they had down there and all the cures and put-ons they had down there in Egypt. How can he ever get all that out of him? You know why? Because he had a godly little mother that set him on her knee down there all from one side from all them scholars and said, Moses, you are chosen of the Lord. God gave you to me and your promise. We see God on you. And someday you will deliver your brother. Hallelujah. Faith yes. cometh by hearing hearing from the word of God. And he did it. Yes. How little Samson. I can imagine seeing little Samson out there with his seven little locks hanging down, or some people picture him like he had door or uh, shoulders like the doors back there, great big brute of a man. That wouldn't be mystery to see that man kill a lion or slay a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a mule. There wouldn't be no mystery to see him take the city gates and walk away with it. A man that size, but Samson is a little bitty curly headed shrimp, just about like that. Little bitty fella. But he was just a little bitty fella. We'd call him a little shrimp today. Little sissy boy. Seven little mommies, a little golden locks hanging down on his head, walk around a little sissy fella. But to see him stay alive Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, brother, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight that's in the dog. That's right. That's what it takes for somebody who's got that courage and faith in God to stand there and say, saith the Lord. Lord. Faith moves in and everything else takes its place. Amen. Lord. And faith moves in, but faith cometh by hearing. He, I see that little curly-headed shrimp walk down there going to see his girlfriend? walking out doing a line run out. He was helpless And the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, he, he just tucked the line, tore it in pieces, and threw it down. Oh, that was a mystery. Yes, sir. Why, well, what made the difference in that man? The Spirit of the Lord. Come on. Yes. Let me see a little old cowardly church that's afraid to trust God or a family, and let the Spirit of God crack that family or that individual or that church and watch what takes place. Brother, I'm telling you skeptics fly like... Roaches in the summertime when you turn the light on them. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. Everything moves out. Faith comes in and on the ball said, Faith, the rest of it moves out. Making every, what anybody said. God's Word is eternal right. I hear Samson say, I hear his mother say, Samson, darling, well, I know you got, you, you're just an ordinary boy now, but you're a Nazarite to the Lord. The Lord, before the foundation of the world, has ordained you for this ministry. What is it, Mama, dear? You're to let them seven locks grow. And as long as God sees those seven locks, He sees His promise. Hallelujah. They shaved them off one time, but they grow back. When old Samson stood there and seen them seven locks, he knows God can look down and see His promise. He is under obligation to His word. I say tonight that every man or woman here that'll take Jesus Christ as their healer tonight or as their savior and accept the word of God when God sees his promise he'll keep it. Amen. I don't care how much the devil's beat you down with sickness, with leukaemia, with cancer, with tuberculosis or a cripple or whatever he's done, you just take that promise of God, the Word of God, and say, I believe it! Hallelujah! Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. When God looks down and sees that promise applied by the blood of Jesus Christ, something's going to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Samson's down there crying, and he was blind. He would reach up. He couldn't see it yet. He said, someday he'll be there. Yes, sir. One day he reached up to There it is. Uh, Amen. There it is! God will see my seven locks again. (laughs) Yes, sir. When God sees my seven locks, He'll see His promise to me. Uh, And when uh, God sees you, accept His Word unadulterated and say, It's your way, Lord, then God will see His promise. When He says, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it, and you shall
1: have it. It will be granted to you.
0: Brother, God will keep His Word. I met every type of opposition, I guess, that a human being could do. I met maniacs at the platform. I met witch doctors. I met fortune tellers, all kinds of devils, and everything. But when I meet mean that, I remember God said, I'll be with you. Yeah. The angel said, I'll be ten there. but I've never seen a time of what God Walk well, cried out victorious said you get the people to believe you and be sincere when you pray and nothing will stand before your prayer. And after he's on the platform, you see the old saying, I believe God. Faith cometh by hearing. He told me so. that I believe it. And he said right here in the word of whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it. If ye abide in me and my word abide in you, ask what you will it'll be given to you. That's right. Get a little while in the world, see me more. Yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world." Whether if ministers won't take it, God will rise up stones to take the place of it. God will do something. He'll make the, he can make a fish preach the gospel. Amen! That's what I believe about God. He's almighty. I believe the birds of the air would preach the gospel if man didn't. God's determined determinist to be. And when he sets his will for something to be done, the stones are go to cry out something. And when God seen His promise, He seen Samson's hair grow again. That was God's promise to Samson. And that's right. When God seen Samson with His promise, God was obligated to Samson. He put His arms around that big old pillar like that and pulled it right in. His strength would come to him again. And when maybe sicknesses beat you down to a place you hardly haven't got strength anymore, maybe it's something that you just can't. Maybe it's so blind you can hardly can't see. Maybe you're so sick you can hardly get up. But just apply that promise. Thus yes, saith the Lord. You said, Whatever things I desire, when I pray, believe, I receive it. For me to receive it and accept it as if it was already done. Believe it now. For I have faith, and faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things I've seen. I believe it, Lord. God will look right down in your heart and see that promise. and diseases will melt back from side to side. Yes. Cripples will walk, blind will see, deaf will hear, dumb will speak. Why? They have taken God at His word. Yes, sir. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of the Word of God. I've got to perform an act if God will grant it. Now in a few minutes, Roger as you're speaking like this, God promised me these things. He sang. said, you know the secrets of the people's hearts to do these things. He'd put his spirit. How do I know? You're him saying you're speaking. I don't know what he will do, but I believe that he will, for he said he would do it. That's right. And what is it? It's his grace to you. Ah, the Lord has spoken it, ah, the Lord will perform it. And it's not me to worry, it's that, that's God's business. God's business is to take care of His Word. He's going to take care of His Word to each individual, and He will do it. May the Lord bless you now while we bow our heads just a moment. Kind Father, oh, we may be speaking too long. I pray that your Spirit will now move out over this audience, feeling that you're here and you're near. And I pray now that your great blessings will rest upon all these people. And may the Holy Ghost come now. And may he just confirm this word. I have tried, Lord, in my poor, ignorant way, and all that I know how, to tell the people that faith cometh by hearing more words. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word went back up into the heavens. The Word come again in the form of the Holy Ghost and will be with us forever. He said, when He, the Holy Ghost, has come, He will bring these things to your members and will show you things to come. Lord, you promised it and you've done it and you've kept your Word. And we're thankful for it tonight to be standing here in this little church. Bless everyone here. May your august presence, Lord, just charge every heart. Oh Lord, do our hearts become so elated that we can't hold our peace any longer. And we'll scream out, Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, how He redeemed us from a life of sin. Thinking back there in the scriptures, when you come on the earth, you believe the Word of God. You knew that God would keep his word. That's the reason you said just destroy this temple, I'll raise it up in three days. For David had said, I'll not leave his soul in hell, neither will I suffer my Holy One to see corruption. You believed the Word of God on that one promise, and went down into the dungeons of darkness. because you know God would keep His promise, for David was a prophet, and the prophet would not lie under the inspiration. And I thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for setting that example. And now we accept it tonight and believe it, and i go forward to challenge. And it's not for a show, but for the glory of God that the men and women and boys and girls who are sitting here in this little group tonight might know and believe that truly you raised up your Son, Jesus, from the dead, and He lives among us tonight, a living, resurrected Lord Jesus, and it confirms the Scripture that Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Grant these things through Jesus' name, amen. amen. Excuse me, friends, for being so long, I said I looked down, just watching and it's gotten almost away from me. The Lord bless you. Where's Billy? you here? I'll All right. Prayer cards. Let's line up a few of them. Who has prayer card number one? Church tomorrow, wherever it is. Hand your church. And tomorrow afternoon, if your church is not having service, come over to our little service here. And am sure uh, for the glory of God trying to help you and, and praying and asking God to bless you and just, Keep you all healthy and full of his glory and power, and I I know he'll do it. And so, greet your pastors. I don't care whether he's Presbyterian or if he's a Catholic priest. (laughs) Whatever he is, that doesn't matter to me. If the man is born again and believes God, he's my brother, no matter what he's branded at as a Christian. How many more can you put in the line down here? How many got in there, about 15 or 20? Taking all that time, uh, too, I didn't mean to take uh, that much time like that. Now, let's uh, just kind of sing, if you will, just for a minute. Let's see. Let's sing um, uh, Down From His Glory. Uh, anybody here knows that song, Down From His Glory? I'd like to hear some good solos sing it tomorrow afternoon, if they would, for me. That's one of my favorite songs. And uh, all right, only believe in, brother, if you will, just a chord, just for a few moments, now, don't no one be upset Just sit quite now. Or see, that, that, that upset if everything is quiet. Now, how many of you in this building here that has no opportunity to get in this prayer line tonight? I don't know how long we can pray. Maybe until we get everybody in here prayed for, as far as I know. But um, you don't have to be in the prayer line. But you haven't got a prayer card yet you're sick and you want God to deliver you. Would you raise your hand so I can just kind of have a general just he must just give out prayer cards all over the building or wherever the people are. But anyhow, God be with you now. Now, <clears throat> how many Christians in here raise up their hands? Born again Christians? Oh, that's just wonderful. Obviously, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Isn't that marvelous? <clears throat> now. How many have ever seen a picture of that angel of the Lord that I had taken? You know what they've taken up there? We had some here. Billy forgot to bring them in tonight. Maybe if I get to come again sometime, I'll bring them. We won't sell them son. That's nothing to me anyhow. We just buy them and send them right back to the same names. Well, they belong to the uh, the um, Douglas Studios of Houston, Texas. So I just buy them and bring them to the people. But I like for people to have them so they can see and see that our Lord is real. Now, if he doesn't, if he isn't with me, of course, I'm, I'm that much like a Quaker, I guess. You just have to have the Spirit of the Lord there and nothing can be dead. Now, as far as the Holy Spirit, yes, sir, it's right here now. But this is a divine gift, see. That is what I wait for. Every one of you are conscious. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. It's in the building. I'm positive of that. That the day of judgment, you'll find it. that's right, see, that the Holy Spirit's here. But now to this divine messenger, which is a part of God, it's a gift of God. And now, as he comes, now how many know that when Jesus is here on earth, that he did not claim to be a healer? Does everybody know that? I think I've been here so many times and told you. He didn't claim to be a healer. Who did he say done the healing? The Father. That was where? In him. And the only thing he could do, when he passed by that gate, were all them sick people and crippled and all but a pool of Bethesda, lame, halt, blind, withered. He never healed any of them. Went over to a sick man laying on a pallet. or oh, maybe a oh, uh, prostate trouble or something, or diabetes. He, it wasn't going to hurt him, it wasn't going to kill him. He'd had it 38 years. And he healed him and went on about his business. The Jews questioned him. You remember that? St. John 5. Now watch what he said. Listen closely. Dearly, dearly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son. Is that right? In other words, he said, i do nothing until the Father shows me. The Father worketh, I worketh hitherto. That's St. John 5, 19, 20, 21. See? The Father worketh, and I worketh hitherto. I do nothing on myself, just what he showed me that I do. It's the resurrection of Lazarus. that. Right, read the Scriptures. Find out. It's exactly what... Ge- if before he knew what was going to take place, he said, the a great, but I thank you, Father, that I've already done this, you know, but I, just for these who stand by, I said it, to you see. So it's all by vision. It's never by man. It's by God, always. Now, to heal people, as far as I know, where is the first patient, I think, oh, excuse me. All right. There's a, I thought maybe he was one of the musicians here or something, excuse me. There's not no people that I know of in that line. I guess we're all strangers. And as far as I know, in the building, uh, I don't know anyone. I just seen my friend from Louisville just come up. I didn't think he was coming. Mr. Albany, a businessman in Louisville, sitting there. I was glad to see him. And I think outside of that, as far as knowing, I as the only person here that I know or remember at this time, is outside of Brother, here, brother Joseph. And that's all that I know. But now the Lord Jesus knows everyone. Is that right? Mark. Now we have to. There might be some of you I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I said I maybe I might say, well, I've seen that person somewhere, but to know who they are, what they, I, I don't. I haven't never seen in that man. All right. Now let's just be in prayer, wait, and see what the Holy Spirit will say. Now may He bless. You. Now I'm going to ask the lady to come here just a moment. Just talk to her just a moment. Now. <clears throat> When our Lord and Savior talked to a woman at the—a uh, Samaritan woman, say this to be a perfect contrast, just exactly the same thing, really—or uh, the Samaritan woman, well, she was uh, a lady, just like any other woman, but Jesus was a Jew and she was a Samaritan. And they had kind of a, a racial affair in them days that she said to him, he said, uh, "Bring me a drink." And she said, "It's not custom for Jews to ask Americans such." See, there was a uh, a thing there, just like probably like a little feeling, like between colored and white today. But Jesus let her know right quick that, that didn't exist in the presence of God. We're off of one tree. That's Adam. That's right. And by being born again, we're off of one tree. Christ Jesus, who makes us all the same, That's exactly. And he said, "But if you knew who you were speaking to, you'd ask me for a drink." I'll give you water, and you didn't come here to draw. And the conversation went on. After a while, he found where her trouble was. He went right straight and told her where her trouble was. And she said, Well, I perceive that you're a prophet. And she said, I know Messiah cometh, and he'll tell us all things. He said, I am he. And so she went into the city and said, Come see a man that told me all the things I ever did. Now, he only told her that one thing. But if he knew that one thing was such a mystery that, well, (laughs) you know everything, is that right? Well, that'd be the same way between us. Is that right? Okay. Just the same thing. We're perfect strangers. First time in life, I guess, to meet one another. And we're standing here in a exact... two position. Does the church understand that? Say, Amen. Uh, now? Uh, now, if this woman here, a perfect stranger, I've never seen her in my life. Now, if he will come and say something—I don't say he will—but if he will tell her maybe where her trouble is, like the woman at the well. Then that will prove that Jesus Christ, who I'm trying to represent here, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Yes. It'll make him the Lord Jesus. Now, he promised these things. These things that I do shall you also, see. And even greater, for I go to my Father. Greater, of course, to be more of it. No one could do any greater. He raised the dead, stopped nature, done everything, you see. But they could do more of it because the church spread out over the world where he could only be in one place. But now, just to speak with you, and i waiting for His anointing. You know I'm stalling for that, or something, and that's what it is, for His presence, because you're just, you're just standing here like this. But this isn't a perfect example, you're standing here just as helpless as can be. i never seen the woman. Could you want to put yourself in this position, once? I wouldn't either, friend, if that angel hadn't stood out by me and said he would do it. Hey. Now I believe him. Hey. I believe him. If this woman's sick and I could heal her. I'd be a brute if I didn't do it, but I couldn't heal her. God's already did that. Yes. If she's sick. If it's something else, well then, God can correct all wrong. If anything's wrong, he can make it right. If she's not a Christian, God knows it. I don't. If she is a Christian, God knows, I don't. And now, he is here. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every spirit in here under my control for God's glory. Now you're conscious that something's going on. Now isn't that true? Right now, if that's right, raise your hand. You're in presence, just what I said about my wife the other night, see. You know that something happened just then. That was him. Now it's coming to me and you. You are a Christian believer. That's right. The Lord bless you. Your uh, trouble, your trouble's in your stomach. It's uh, some kind of a, a growth in there. Lump in your stomach, a growth, tumors. You're in need of an operation, but only God alone can make it for you. Is that the truth? That's the truth. Now, ever what's taking place just now, whatever it was, that's on me now knows your life. Is that right? Ever what's on me now knows you, it knows me. And I'm so submitted to it. So I have no control of my own self. It controls me now. You believe that's the Lord Jesus? Yeah. God bless you. Then if you're that close and present to him, where these miracle has just now taken place, that was the miracle. I don't know now what it was, but I've seen something, and every what he spoke is the truth. He just used my voice to speak his word. You got some loved one you're interested in too, or something. or somebody's got something with a foot, isn't that right? It's some yeah. kind of, a, it's a, in a cast or something. It's, it's your husband, yeah. and he's got a, a his toes are broken or something yeah. on it. not that right? Uh, now, I see a a streak of darkness standing between you all. You're having domestic troubles, isn't that right? Yeah. Some sort of a trouble between you, and you're worried about it. And by the way, you all are separated or something, there's something between you that you all separated. Is that true? Well, come here. Now, Master of Life, while you're standing so close and so present to do your great miracle work, I bless this woman who stands here. For every need that she has need of, may it be met this night. I pronounce this blessing under the anointing of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, that our sister will receive what she has asked for. Amen. God bless you, sister. God be with you and bless you and help you and give you everything that you ask for in need. Now, let the audience be as reverent as possible. For I say to you in Jesus Christ's name that you're. Under the presence of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Lady, with the little red jacket sitting there, you're praying to get rid of a sinus trouble that you've been having. You're praying then that God would do it. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It left you then. Now may your faith always be that way and may you never be bothered again. In Jesus Christ's name. May, may God grant your healing. Oh, if this audience would only know. I wish I could explain this, my Christian friend. I can't. When I spoke that, there's another little lady set to praying. Sitting there with a little white hat on. Scientist trouble, also. You believe the Lord Jesus? You believe that He makes you well of scientists? You accept it? With your white gloves on there, little lady looking at me? Yes. You believe that He heals you now? All right, say, Praise the Lord for healing me now. Go home and be well. God bless you. Oh, if you can only see, you just have to have faith. Now, this man sitting here with a trumpet in his ear, he struck God just then. I just be in prayer. Moved over him and moved away. Have faith in God, and may God make you well. How to do, lady? Do you believe with all your heart? Well, that cancer you've been fearing about, been nervous and upset, afraid of that cancer it has gone from you, now you can go home and be made well. God bless you and be made well. You ought to know now that the Lord Jesus Christ, I have told the truth. Hallelujah. I have told you the truth. See a man praying? His words have come to the Heavenly Father that God would heal him. He's sitting with his hands folded, he's in prayer. He's touching the Holy Spirit. Sir, you have high blood pressure, don't you? Isn't that right? You just drop from you, just then sent it to your feet. He heard your prayer. God bless you. Go home believing now. You shall have what you've asked for. Him. All right. Come. How do you do, sir? You believe me to be his servant? You do. Well, I'm a stranger to you, but God knows us both. We've got to stand in his presence, isn't that right? Oh, my loving Christian friends, uh, the Lord Jesus wants. I wish I could have this type of faith in every meeting I go into. We just wish it could be. God's going to surely bless Chicago in another revival some of these days. And surely, surely He will. With all this faith moving up, or oh, just can't hardly see it's just coming from everywhere of the people. Now, well, is this the patient? Excuse me, sir. I, there's a lady sitting here, and she was Do you believe me to be this son? Then if I have told the truth, then God knows all about us. Is that right? You've just received the blessing of healing. There was some sort of a, a kidney trouble. Is that right? Yes, sir. So but what you're wanting now, you believe me, and you're feel you have a call to the ministry. Isn't that right? And you come up here, you want me to lay hands on in you, hand 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 you hand for a blessing. That? Come here. Father God, may our brother receive just what he has asked for, and may he be your servant and used in your service, kind Heavenly Father. We pray this blessing in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, my boy. May you win souls to him in the kingdom of God. You believe, sir? With all your heart. That's very fine. I like to hear you say that. God be with you, young man. Mm -hmm. You have hard trouble, don't you? You have sinus trouble, too, don't you? I see. And here's something, too. On your left leg, there's a growth on the thigh. Is that right? Is that true? You believe you're his presence? Not the presence of your brother, but of your maker. You believe that? Mm -hmm. Go and may the Lord Jesus make you completely whole, my brother, and heal you for his glory. Amen. You had heart trouble too, didn't you? You believe that God will make you well of it? You believe He'll heal you? You do? All right, stand up and accept it. The lady right there has a blue dress on. God bless you.
1: Hallelujah. God,
0: you say praise the Lord for right behind her. You feel heart trouble at the same time. Lay your hand over on your husband there for that internal trouble he has, and Jesus will make him well. If you're stomach trouble, you can go eat what you want to, brother, if you want. You believe that God will make you well? Go eat your supper, then, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and be blessed. God bless you. Let's say, Thanks be to God. You believe He made you well sitting there? With all your heart? He did. You may go on your road rejoicing and say, Thanks be to God. Come, ladies. Awful nervous, aren't you? <clears throat> and through this nervousness, has caused many things to happen to you. One of the main things that's following you right in the present times is to the stomach trouble, an ulcer in the stomach. But if I tell you that you were going to be well, would you believe it? You are. Go in, Lord Jesus, I'll make you completely whole and bless you. Nervous, upset, heart trouble, mainly caused from a nervous condition which caused when you eat makes it worse than ever. Go accept your healing right now and say, Jesus Christ, I thank you for my healing. Base your faith upon his word, on his revelation just now, and he'll never bother you no more. God bless you. Be may well. Come, lady. You believe? You're praying for that baby, aren't you, lady? I've seen you come here before me, just name of this lady. You want to get over the female disorder that you have? Do you believe it? He heals you now. I bless thee, my sister, in the name of Jesus Christ. May you receive your healing. Amen. God bless you, lady. Go rejoice now, be happy, and thankful, and God will make you well. how to do? Mm. You believe with all your heart? If I didn't even say nothing to you, just laid hands on him, you know his presence is. You believe he has blessed you? Because I'd be doing what he said. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they'll get well. You believe that. Then if I lay hands on you, you'll never go blind. Your eyes will start getting better right now. Is that right? Then in the name of Jesus Christ, may you receive it. Amen. Go thanking God and being happy, rejoicing. You believe with all your heart? You know, if you're in any trouble, be made well. You believe it in people you while you're standing there? See it you were. God bless you. God bless you. May you go and receive what you have asked for, for God's glory. How do you do, young lady? Nervous, upset, heart trouble. That's what's the nervous heart don't You've had it for years. You believe that he will you surrender your life completely to him and serve him the rest of your days with all your heart, soul, and mind, he'll make you well. Come here. Father, I bless this young woman who Satan has determined to take her life young. I pray for her and bless her in Jesus Christ's name. That she will be made completely whole. Amen. God grant it. Amen. How lovely you are to wait. I believe that our Lord is here to, to make you well tonight. Do you believe that? Before we offer prayer for this woman, I want to pray for something right here now. I see something. kind Heavenly Father, I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help at this moment. And Lord, may the sick people that are in this audience right now know that you are the Son of God, that you're standing here in your presence is, is near now. And you can make every one of them well. And dear God, there may be two or three hundred in here that's to be healed tonight. And I ask the kind Father, if you'll move back every shadow of doubt. Move back all the spirit of opposition so that the Holy Spirit can take the heart of the person tonight and let them see the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant it, Lord. Through his name I ask it. Amen. I've often wondered for something to happen once more that happened here at Vandalia, Illinois? Certainly. God knows every one of you. Every person in here, He knows everything about you. Isn't that right? Yes. Now, I, I don't want you to think that this is like a, a, a show. It isn't, it isn't a show. It's the Holy Spirit preaching the gospel confirming the word that has been preached before, see? The word that was preached before, the Holy Spirit here, confirming that to be the truth. Now, what could I do? What can I say? I say this, my friends, to every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that every person in here was healed when Jesus died at Calvary. It's your procession. I ask you to raise your hands who is Christian. Your hands went up everywhere. You are, have a legal right to everything that Jesus died for. He died his death there at the cross and gave his life that you might have the legal right to every redemptive blessing he died for. It's yours. You're just afraid to possess it. You're afraid to claim it. Look when God told Moses, Go take the land, it's yours, but it's all fancy and philistines. But that everywhere you set the soul to your feet, you set of Joshua, is your possession. Now, why don't you do that tonight? If one person in this building, one supernatural thing could take place, it would confirm and would prove that the Word of God that I have spoken is the truth. Now, and if I have told the truth in the preaching of the Word, surely God would let a man that was a deceiver of the Word go forth and do the same signs that the Lord Jesus did. If he didn't with all of his soul and heart give credit to Almighty God and say it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ and tell the truth, God would have nothing to do with it. Is that right? Right. Then when I have told you this and God has said it's the truth, I say that every person in here, if there's sin in your life now, get rid of it. Now, but accept Jesus tonight as your personal property, as Jesus Christ, your personal property to heal you right now, and there will not be one feeble person leave this building. That's right. Every one of you will go home with a faith stick in here. No matter what you feel like, you'll go home well because God has said so. It's yours. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word. It's yours right now to every one of you. How much more, friends? Could could God do? Can He? Did He ever do? Did God ever do any more than He's doing right here? First, He sent. His Word, His Son, manifested, sent Him back, tucked His Spirit, tore it loose from His soul, tucked His body up into the set on His right hand, and sent His Spirit back there. The same Spirit was on Him, doing the same work, seeing the visions, confirming the Word, following the Father's orders, just exactly, He said, A little while, and the world will see Me no more. Yet you'll see Me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. How much more could a loving, kind Father do? Now. Bring the patient. How do you do, ladies? Uh, suppose we're strangers to each other, not knowing one another, but Jesus Christ knows us both. Is that right? Right. And if we, being you and I, the strangers to each other, but standing in his presence, he assured, if I could heal you, I would certainly do it, but I can't. But your life, you couldn't hide. You couldn't hide. Not because it's me, but because it's Him. And His promise, He told me that I could I'd do this. So if He would reveal it to me, then just like if, if one of them men there was standing here and God would reveal it to them, they could tell you just exactly. But He has to do the revealing. That's exactly right. I'm not reading your mind. I'm only talking to you as a Christian, to a Christian, but you are a Christian woman with the baptism of the Spirit. But, and your trouble is in your bloodstream, it's a, a diabetes, isn't that right? right? You have an asthmatic condition, too, kind of a coughing line, I see you. You're weak and run down, nervous, upset, of course that would do it. Now, Jesus Christ is here to heal you. you believe that? I do. With all your heart. You now accept it. Let us go to Calvary right now by faith. Let you and I climb this hill here to Golgotha. There, Emmanuel's blood pouring from Calvary, just as fresh in the presence of the Father as the hour it was done. And I bring you as my sister to him. And say, Lord Jesus, this my sister here, be eat up with this condition. I pray thee, Heavenly Father, that your Spirit will come upon her now, and she'll be made completely whole. May the Holy Ghost just come in great power and move on her, and all these others that are pulling out their diabetics out there, feeling them scream and cry for mercy. Lord, please, right now, heal every one of them. May the power of Jesus Christ move into this audience and heal every diabetic here. Grant it, Lord. I condemn this disease right now in the face of Calvary that God Almighty will heal every one of them in the name of Jesus Christ, His Son. Amen. God bless you. Go happy rejoicing. God be with you. Is, is that the end of the prayer line? All right. Now i tell you what let us do. Let us lay our hands on one another now for this prayer. Somebody. Somebody. Just be as irreverent as you can. Now, as we are praying, everyone with one accord, now, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. I'll repeat it. I'll say it. And you pray it from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I now believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God, raised from the dead, and living among us tonight. And I accept your sacrifice that you gave for me at Calvary, for there you were wounded for my transgressions, and by your stripes I am healed." Oh, God, grant that now. I pray, Father, that while they have made this confession, saying, By your stripes they are now healed, I pray, God, that you will make every one of them whole. May the Holy Spirit so dominate in here now that every shadow of darkness be drove back. And hear my prayer, Lord. And hear your servants, Lord, as they're praying everywhere. And just a shadow of darkness hanging around here, trying to make the people disbelieve. But now you are more than a conqueror, and I come in your name believing that you have ordained that this service should be here tonight, believing that we stand here in your spirit, and I condemn unbelief and scattered from this building in the name of Jesus Christ that Almighty God can pierce His Spirit into every heart here and all be healed at this one time. Almighty God, you do this blessing for your servant. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. And everybody that believes that you're healed, stand to your feet and give God praise, and you shall have just exactly what you ask for. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.